Welcome back to the NFL on CSM podcast. My name is Dallas Dahlside, joined alongside by two really good-looking gentlemen, Jack Clark. Gentlemen, hello, Jack hello, Clark. Hello, hello. And Aaron Jeffrey. Uh, we are back How's to talk going? about week five of the NFL. Week four of our podcast, though. Week four of the Big podcast. Deal. This is already the fourth Aaron's episode. second week. I'm we brought him back. Here. We brought, brought him back, back on. And, I'm proud. Uh, this is his second episode, right? Yeah, he was here last week, and you guys got in your big argument about... uh, That's right, the big Cowboys-Eagles argument. Yeah, it was was amazing. I don't know if it was amazing. I just have to say, the Cowboys did not perform this week either, so it made my side look a lot stronger, but... Uh, I guess we'll see in the coming weeks. The thing about the NFL is that, yeah, you it's it's always good to beat good football teams, but wins count as the same against a good football team or a bad football team. It's so. good to also beat a good football team once in a while, though. Yeah, once in a while. I'm sure the Cowboys will do plenty of that as the season goes on. But it doesn't look like it. The but start hasn't we're not, been amazing. We're not going into this okay, conversation. Let's get, let's get right into We are going to talk about, we'll talk about, or we'll, we'll tell the folks first what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the picks from last week. Aaron, boy, you and I going 4-0, and Jack Clark going 3-1. and So I'd just like to say, first week on, still 100%. Uh, I like to keep that going the whole season. So. I I would I mean three and one's a lot better than one and four like I went last week. We're also gonna touch a little bit on the Chiefs and Cold Sunday Nighters, some brutal uh, refing in that one as well. The 49ers and the Browns. Oh my goodness, what is going on in Cleveland? Uh, some very tight division races in the NFL right now. Jay Gruden is sitting on his couch. I still believe. Um, Kirk yeah, Cousins. I don't know if he's going to get a job anytime soon. I hope not. Kirk Cousins uh, actually played well at quarterback finally, and then we'll look into picks for week six upcoming. So should be a fun-looking podcast. All right, so let's let's get right into these. Let's go. Let's review Aaron's picks first. Let's see what four and oh baby. It was a good start for Aaron. It was a good start. So we're gonna oh, we're doing this game first. Oh yeah. You guys got to stay on I, topic here, okay? I'll try. Man. All right, the first game you got right, Aaron. What tell him? Tell him what it was. So the game was between the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys. And I picked the Packers, of course, and the Packers did win that game. And I think Green Bay outplayed the Cowboys, especially in that first half. Um, Cowboys defense was almost an embarrassment. And Whoa. Green Bay's defense oh my was gosh. very strong. An embarrassment. And Their defense was strong. The, Dak Prescott threw for the most passing yards in his entire career. Yes, but we're not okay. Uh, listen, his defense was and strong. He got listen, we're not going to talk about Aaron this, Jones. Okay, <laughs> Dallas. Dallas, he, I'm stopping you. So well, the like, he, he said so, some stupid. Yeah, stuff. so Aaron was right with the Packers. The Packers. The Packers are good. That's that's Packers are good. Period. Next game. Ravens versus Steelers. Aaron, you picked the you picked the Ravens, so that's two and zero. I did pick the Ravens, but I have to say, in this game, I got a little lucky. The Ravens might have had a little help in this game, um, some from some questionable officiating calls that may have set them up for some game time fugles, which we will get into later about talking about refs. Um, but yeah, the Ste- uh, I think the Ravens are still a very good team, um, but I think the Steelers are starting to perform uh, a little more without Big Ben. Mason Rudolph went down in this one in a scary, scary injury. Like, he was literally, he got knocked out, literally. Like, he was passed out on the field. It was, players it was very scary. Out too, when that injury took place, they, they didn't actually know how bad it was at the time. It looked really bad. He was knocked out cold. And can you believe the cart wasn't working in Pittsburgh that day? They're like not a good day for that. Yeah, they, uh, Juju was emotional. It was it was a tough injury to watch there. It was bad. It was hard. 
Steelers, uh, tons of questions now with that organization. They're in a very tough spot at one and four. And uh, Big Ben's out for the season. And they don't even have their first overall draft pick because Miami has it. So Minka Fitzpatrick. They that's, have him instead. That's tough to be a Steelers fan right now. Oh, it is. It is. All right. And the next game you got right, Aaron, was the Falcons and the Texans games. You picked the Texans. That's 3-0. and I mean, I didn't, I didn't see any of this game. I don't know if you guys did or not. Uh, I think it's just... Uh, basic football. I mean, um, the I mean, look, um, the Texans went wild in this one. I know they scored fifty plus points. Yeah, yeah fifty three to thirty two. You know how many they scored in the? They scored like half their points in the fourth quarter when the game was like already over, though. Yeah, I heard this game was close for a while, and uh, Houston kind of. Yeah, Houston. Just, Houston scored twenty points two, in the fourth Houston quarter. Ran up the score in the end. I mean, Matt Ryan had to throw the ball like probably like twenty times almost in the fourth quarter to make this comeback. So it was uh, the third quarter that changed the game. It was the Atlanta was leading by one at halftime, and then Houston scored seventeen points in the third quarter, uh, which kind of blew the game wide open. Yeah, I, I just think that that Atlanta defense isn't doing any favors for Matt Ryan, and then when they do a favor for Matt Ryan. He doesn't do any favors for the defense. So that team is just totally off track right now. No, I said that like week one of the podcast that this is not a good football team, the Atlanta Falcons. And you didn't really believe me at well, the time. They had a big win against the Eagles. I think if any team can bounce back from one and four or a one and three record right now, it's they're the one Falcons. and four. I know, but there are some, there are some teams that are have gotten off to slow starts to the year, and I think if any team is gonna kinda surge up, it could be the Falcons because they do have Matt Ryan and I think eventually they're gonna get going. And I think I, I don't know on about the other one. side of the ball, the Houston Texans are kind of, um, they're st- still kind of up in the air about what that team's going to do. They are in very, they're probably one of the weaker divisions in the NFL, the AFC South. And I think looking at that, they might have a shot at performing pretty well because they have a lot of division games against some not so good teams like the Colts, Jaguars, and the Titans. Um, but we never know with the Texans because they're still a very questionable franchise. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And then the last game you got right was last night's Monday Nighter, but I think we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, so the games, I went 3-1 and one this week. Not horrible. They, my Chargers let me down again, as they keep doing always. I mean, that was the only game I got wrong. I had the Rams versus Seahawks on Thursday Nighter. That was a great game. I mean, I think we all expected that to be a great game. It delivered. So, And I picked the Seahawks, and I got that one right. Uh, Cardinals-Bengals. Kyler Murray finally got his first win of the uh, win of the season there That's, against the uh, stadium looked empty man that against a was... horrible horrible Cincinnati Bengals team and now apparently AJ Green's being shopped around so I don't I don't know I guess they're kind of they're blowing it up in Cincinnati because it is a bad team they are horrible they are Jets and Dolphins territory and even Redskins um that's how bad they are. And then I had the Bills and the Titans, and the Bills pulled that one out in a 14-7 win. Like I said, just I keep believing in the Bills. I keep doing it, and they keep proving, they keep giving me more reason to believe in them. Let's be fair here. The the Bills didn't win this game. The Titans lost this game. Cairo Santos also lost his job on Monday after missing four total field goals in this game. He went 0 for 4 on kicks. If he would have made even just one of them, they would have had a t- or No, I'm sorry, they lost 14-7. Yeah, if he would have made at least a couple of those kicks, they would have made it way closer. But he kind of screwed the Titans there, and now he's out of a job. So that's yeah. what happens. The Bills' defense is so good. Like, the more I watch the Bills' defense, the more I, I just I really like the Bills' defense a lot. They are scary good. 
Yeah, Bills four and one. They've won three road games. I, I think they like playing away from uh, from home. We'll see if they can keep it up though. Uh, so uh, me, my picks four and zero, oh, baby. We took the Panthers over the Jags in what turned out to be a pretty good football game. Gardner Minshew finally lost and proved to be a human being. Surprise, surprise. And uh, Cam Newton, uh, fine. Uh, the pa- the Panthers are fine without him. Believe it or not. Uh, out in London, this game was a 1 p.m. start time for whatever reason. I wasn't a big fan of the 1 p.m. start for London, but hey, I don't make the schedule. I took the Raiders over the Bears in my big upset pick. Turned out to be a really good idea as the Raiders went on to defeat the Bears. Uh, Vikings and Giants, Daniel Jones and the Giants were a little sluggish against the Minnesota Vikings. The Giants were missing three of their starting linebackers, unfortunately. So the Vikings went on to win this game fairly easily, thanks to Kirk Cousins and some really good passing offense. Um, Dalvin Cook was still really good. He had a big fumble in the... uh, within the 10-yard line in the uh, red zone. But I still love the Vikings. They're so fun to watch. They are a fun team to watch. Uh, I, I think the Especially Giants, now that Kirk Cousins is airing it out. Yeah, he's just, a, it's he's, a fun team to watch. He's finally doing good. I think it's the coach has finally decided um, to give Kirk Cousins an opportunity, and I think that's caused a lot of animosity in the Vikings locker room because the coach is not really trusting Kirk Cousins to air the ball out. And when you have Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs on your team, who are both deep threats... You really should be throwing the ball a little deeper and giving Kirk Cousins the opportunity to show what he can do. And I think the coach has finally given him the opportunity to do that. And, I mean, it's, and it's not like they went away from Delvin Cook at all in this game. Delvin Cook was still very active both in the running game and the passing game. It also helped that the defense kind of shut Daniel Jones down somewhat in this game. They got out to an early lead and were able to hold on to it. So. Look, you pay a quarterback $84 million, you should expect him to pass the ball. But we're getting into that later. We'll talk about that Absolutely. later. Absolutely. I'd hope so. And then the Saints and Bucks last year, you all remember the upset. Magic, Fitzmagic, I should say. Uh, and Tampa Bay went into New Orleans in week one and pulled out a win. This time, Teddy Bridgewater led the Saints to a huge win at home against the Bucks in a big division win. 4-0, baby. I like to go 4-0 again. Peace well, 4-0 with some asterisks, so, I think. Dallas, asterisks. I'm a little surprised for you. A surprise. I didn't tell you about this. I told Jack about it. But I remember last week you were talking about your games you were picking, and you said we had the Chiefs Colts, Chiefs Colts listed for you. But you said no. Was this on this the podcast? Game, or this was this, on the podcast. This was on the podcast. This was on okay. podcast. This was... He said the Chiefs-Colts game is way too easy to pick. And I'm sorry, but I think most football fans do know what happened Sunday night. The Colts did pull out a win. So I think your 4-0 is a little tainted, but I'll give it to you. You did pick some Let's, tough games. We'll put an that. asterisk next to it but on the 4-0. I think, I think um, that this week, I think we should just stick to the games you picked. I think we were all and, in agreement uh, from the start of the picks that we were going to totally avoid the blowout games in these pick-ups. Blowout? The Colts won. But uh, but the uh, the gamblers said the odds were that it was a minus 11 spread. This was going to be a clear blowout game to many of the people watching. But, I, hey, the Colts made a huge upset. So and any games on the table in the NFL, you never know what's going to happen. I, I appreciate you ch- choosing a different game, though, because it turned out great for me. Yeah, it turned out great for you turning forward. Let, let's, let's talk about that Chiefs-Colts game. That I, was a gr- I mean, it was a good football game all around, but I think the Colts, especially their O-line, was just it was absolutely insane watching that O-line perform and giving the room for Marlon Mack to just run the ball right down the Chiefs' throat and completely take over the game. Also, Patrick Mahomes 
uh, didn't perform how he normally does. He was he limping was, around in this game. I think he maybe got a little hurt in this it, one. He is listed as questionable if you look at some mm-hmm. NFL sources. So I think um, I think the Chiefs will still be a good team. They have so much so much going for them. Um, but I think the Colts beating one of the most talented teams in recent history um, that you can think of. I think it was just a very good. After losing Andrew Luck in the offseason, I think it was big for the Colts to win that game, and it kind of can turn their season around, including, as I said, they're in the AFC South, and it's one of the weaker divisions. They still have a shot to win that division very easily. Yeah, I think everything's up in the air in the AFC South. Um, I think the Jags will start to fall out of the race. Um, Titans, too, maybe, but then I think it's just a race between the Texans and the Colts, realistically speaking, because... I mean, Deshaun Watson and the Texans are still a really good football team. Uh, they might look pretty bad on some weeks, but no, I think they're still a really good team, and they're going to be right in that race with the Colts by the end of it. I al- you also think every single coach in the NFL is now is watching this game and going, oh, okay, so this is how you beat this team. Keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline, run the ball up the right, run the ball. Like, wh- what did the Colts have possession-wise in this game? They dominated possession. Yeah, they did. It was the perfect, they had the perfect game plan to beat the Chiefs, keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. I mean, he still had an explosive play, like, as he does. But just keep, they, he was on the sideline for a lot of this game, and I think every single NFL coach needs to look at this film and go, oh, okay. Because Marlon Mack is a good running back, but he's not, like, an incredible running back. Like teams like the Ravens and stuff with Mark Ingram, I think they can do this more effectively than even the Colts did on Sunday night. Look at that Ravens Chiefs game, and the Ravens game plan was that we're gonna outdo Patrick Mahomes with our quarterback Lamar Jackson, and that just that's wasn't not gonna, gonna work. happen. And they took way too many chances. But this, the Colts played it very smart. They ran the ball, they controlled the clock, they controlled the pace, and it turned out well for them. And their defense was able to get to Patrick Mahomes lots, and he's only thrown one touchdown pass in his last two games. So. Teams are starting to figure out Patrick Mahomes, I think, in the in the well, league. So well, yeah, it is obviously f- he's going to get back on track. But for now, he, they, that's a big loss for the Colts at home, especially their big streak of twenty five points or more is finally over. It ended at twenty five games, which is really incredible. That's ridiculous. But it just goes to say how good Patrick Mahomes really is at quarterback. So yeah, no, I like I said, I think I think you'll see more of this ground and pound game against the Chiefs now because we all know the weakness of the Chiefs is their defense. It's not nearly as good as their offense and not nearly as good as a lot of defenses in the AFC when you look at the Patriots team, look at the Bills kind of thing. So if you see team, I think you'll see teams try to control the game with the with the running, with the run game as well, especially cuz the Chiefs defense cannot stop the run apparently. Yeah, not uh, not on Sunday night football and I, Jacoby Brissett didn't go crazy at all by any means he he didn't have to go and throw it a million times they just controlled the clock and it turned out well for them so they had like a they had a 35 yard drive that went like nine minutes or something like that and it ended in a field goal but a 30 they went 35 yards in nine minutes like and scored a points with it i mean they started at like their 40 and like what marched down took them nine minutes which is running the ball i mean that's how you beat this team is keep their best player on the sideline i mean he can't do anything from there so yeah. Simple, simple strategy for sure. Now, moving on from the Sunday night football game, let's move to another night game, the Monday night football game, which is the 49ers versus the Browns. And honestly, this game for me was a statement for the 49ers. I agree. I, I agree 100% with Browns, this one. But 31-3 to final score. Jimmy Garoppolo was playing amazing. Um, Matt Breida was playing amazing. And I think 
the whole 49ers team, uh, even down to Richard Sherman, who has been doubted sometimes this year, um, performed very well. And I think the 49ers are a team that might actually have a shot and could be the sleeper team this year that could make the playoffs. Um, I know they do have a tough game next week against the Rams, but I think they, going into the season, you probably looked at that game being, oh, that's an easy win for the Rams. But I think now it's all up in air, and I think the 49ers could pull off a big win in that game as well. I, I've been doubting the 49ers almost all season here. You've heard it all season. I'm like, I don't I don't think they're that good. And I said, wait till the Rams game to see what happens with the 49ers. But like, I agree 100% with Aaron. This was a statement game for the 49ers. 31 to 3 over a Browns team that we all thought was getting in a roll here and they were going to start producing wins and they just shut them down. I mean, Baker Mayfield threw for 100 yards and had two picks. He completed eight passes in the entire game. The uh, 49ers run game was doing so well in this game. They had such uh, control of the clock. Nick Bosa had a crazy game. He had four tackles, two sacks, and a forced fumble in this one. That uh, D-line on the 49ers was a huge emphasis on getting the win in this game. They were able to get to Baker so much, not leaving Baker with much uh, options to do anything. Obviously, Baker had one of the worst games of his career, but I think that 49ers defense is very underrated. And going into it this week, everyone had the 49ers as that kind of foggy team that they weren't too sure what was going to happen. But uh, I think the 49ers are a real team. They could, they're going to end in the and end in the playoffs at some point, uh, and they might even get into the top two. So, I mean, the first play from scrimmage was an 83 year, uh, th- 83 yard scoring play. Yeah, Matt, I mean, Matt Breda went off. What? <laughs> Matt Breda was unbelievable. I think the San Francisco 49ers. I think their run game is honestly one of the most underrated in the leagues. They have. Matt Breda and Tevin Coleman coming out of the backfield, and I think that's just an insane duo. And it's been don't forget about Raheem for uh, M- M- Mustard or whatever. Mustard or whatever. He ran for thirty-four yards, and he's he's their third running back. They're finally they're doing a running back by committee thing, and it's working out for them. I know a lot of teams have like that one guy that's going to do the heavy lifting. You look at McCaffrey on the Panthers, Zeke on the Cowboys, Camara on the Saints, but. Now, the 49ers are showing that you don't have to have that one guy that's going to do all of the heavy lifting. The committee is going to work just fine if you have the right schemes and the right play calling. So the 49ers are a really good football team, and they do most of their work on the ground. So. Yeah, they, they really proved something to me this week. I, I, I think I officially agree that they are a good football team after this statement win. That's the only way to put it, really. This was a huge statement to the rest of the NFL saying, we aren't a joke. We are the, we we're one of the only two undefeated teams in the NFL. I mean, you can't you you have to take them serious. It's them and the Patriots. I mean, talk about. I mean, you can't. They're really good. That's what I'm trying to say I here. I mean, I know you lose one game in the NFL and people want to stop talking about you, but that doesn't mean that the one-loss football teams are bad by any means and that the 49ers are on like another level. I think that if the 49ers like play one of those teams with one losses like the Green Bay Packers, like the Kansas City Chiefs, like the Buffalo Bills, well, maybe not the Bills, but those one-loss teams, if you know what I mean. I think there's still some really good one-loss football teams. Uh, are you saying league. the Bills aren't good again? No, the Bills are good. I'm saying they're. I'm just saying the 49ers are better than the Bills. Okay. All right. Again, I'm not sure yeah, I agree with should, that 100. percent agree with but that. Let, me and Dallas were talking. This is probably one of the first years like the NFL is so open to just yeah. Like, there's no real standouts. Win. There's so many. If you look at the Standings, there's so many teams that are at three and two, mm-hmm. and other teams are at two and three that are still possible playoff teams at this point. There's only two teams perfect through five weeks 
Um, obviously, the New England Patriots are going to make the playoffs. Probably going to go deep in the playoffs. Honestly, one of the best teams in a long time. But they but- they've. I don't know about the Patriots because the only team they've played that's really good was the Bills, and the Bills almost beat them. Like the Bills shut down Tom Brady. Yes, but the Bills are a good, a good team. They have a they okay, have a good, they have a good that, They've played, they've played horrible teams, absolutely horrible teams. Yes, Other than, but they've they've walked over those. They teams. don't like, even have to play another hard division game. They get the Jets uh, in uh, New York at MetLife still, which should be an easy win. They get Miami at home, and then they get Buffalo at home. I don't think they're going to have any more problems with their division games. Uh, they still have to play Kansas City, Dallas, Philadelphia, which is kind of tough, but uh, and Baltimore too, I believe. So that, there's still some tough games for the Patriots, but they're going to finish, I think, at one or if not two in the AFC I think the Bills can compete in New England. They beat uh, New England a couple years ago in New England. Jacoby Brissett was the quarterback, but... It was like the last game of the season. <laughs> They, no, they, it wasn't. It was early in the season because uh, that was when Brady was suspended. Okay, never mind. That was you're right, but they they have lost to Buffalo yep. in the last game. Brady's of, of a big seasons. difference to a New England Patriots. That's team, true. Though. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett and Tom Brady are a little bit on a different level. Let's just say that. Jacoby Brissett though is uh, proving a lot of haters wrong so far to start. That's the true. Season. That's if, true. If you do look though, um, Tom Brady, Jacoby Brissett, and Jimmy Garoppolo, all quarterbacks that used to be on the Patriots at one time. All won their games this week as starters, which is something pretty impressive to be said. That just about talks about Bill Belichick and that Patriots that, and how they that entire organization. Yeah, how they pick up quarterbacks. It's insanely impressive players. how they take. There's a lot of jokes on the internet that Bill Belichick goes to Walmart, finds a cashier, and puts him in at slot receiver and becomes a star. But it's true. They take these quarterbacks and these receivers who no one's ever heard of, who even in the draft, they're not like high picks or anything. Tom Brady was a six-round pick. I, th- I know everyone knows that. But, I mean, come on. Like The way they develop their players is insane. Yeah, their system is incredible. And they've got a crazy defense doing big things as well that not a lot of people like to talk about and gets overshadowed by Tom A defense Brady. with a lot – with a a lot of no names like Stephen Gilmore's there. Kyle Van Noy is a big name, but I mean they got a lot of players who are playing well that no one's really ever heard of before. Just the way they develop players is insane. Um, AJ Green's on the trading block. Do you think he ends up in New England? I think they're too powered at wide receiver right now for them to go after anyone. I don't. I think they'll go after AJ Green 100. percent They lost Antonio Brown, so uh, yeah, they're not that you, overpowered. You they've got for, Edelman and they've got Josh else. Gordon. Josh Gordon's good, but he's not what he used to be. They and Julian also Edelman. drafted a wide receiver from Arizona, Nikhil. Harry, he's done for the year. I think he. They, no, I don't think he's completely done I, for the year. He tore his ACL. I thought. Uh, I I'm pretty sure he was injured, you, but I, I thought let's, he. Let's they look that up before we playoff games. Um, but I think. You also look at the Patriots. They also they, have that one guy from Indianapolis. Um, oh my gosh, I'm having a. Besides that, the Patriots have been able in recent history. They just stack their team, and they don't care who they go pick up. They'll go trade a seventh round pick, and they'll go, "Oh yeah, let's go pick up Antonio Brown." Or oh, but, sorry, Nikhil Harry and, is expected to return this season. It was a hamstring injury. Yeah, okay, I, so I think he back. tore his ACL, but I think he's going to get in there for sure at some point this season. Um, but, yeah, no, the Patriots are still a pretty deep team on offense. They've got some great running backs, too, that they like to utilize. So Talk about running back by committee. I'm pretty sure Dallas is going to suit up for running back for them next week. They, they're, just, they're producing. They've got six different, six like five, six running backs that they play. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy how that uh, how that operates. But um, So, talking about Tom Brady, we're going to talk about NFL refs. Let's go ha- it goes hand in hand. Hand in hand. We'll, we won't. 
describe why it goes hand in hand, but maybe you can. You know. You can think you about it. You know why. But obviously, there were some questionable calls during week five of the NFL, um, and especially related to the pass interference. Um, you watched some of the pass interference calls that were made, and um, they added this review in the game to fix those calls, like in the Rams-Saints games in the playoff. Um, that very affected that game. They added this review to change the call and make the game better and try and fix football in a way and just make it, with the technology they have, make it a well-oiled machine. But you look at T.Y. Hilton um, during the Chiefs-Colts game. Luckily, the Colts did win this game, but there was a call that was very questionable against T.Y. Hilton. Um, he ran a pick within one yard, did not really run in to the Chiefs defender. The Chiefs defender ran into him, and everybody was confused by it, even the announcers, the analysis. Um, and I think they did throw the challenge flag, and it went to New York. And the refs in New York, for some reason, didn't overturn this call. And my theory is, I'm wondering if the refs are protesting this change and they're questioning the NFL um, on why they added this review to a judgment call. And they want it to stay a judgment call, especially a lot of the older refs, such as Alberto Riveron, um, who is now a head ref in New York and running a lot of the review calls. And I think this is an issue where I think we need to move past um, judgment calls and we should be doing a lot of review with the technology we have and all the slow-mo cams and all the different cameras on the field that we do have. Yeah, it's definitely a hot-button issue right now with the pass interference. And I think the refs kind of have a good point where they... The, the, if you're like reviewing every single pass interference, these games are going to take way longer. But I think it's smart to review these pass interference calls because you look at the Saints and the Rams game last year. The Saints lost that game because of that. I mean, obviously that was pass interference. This one obviously wasn't pass interference, but it didn't have the same implications. So I, I, I think it's good that the review's there, but I see why the refs wouldn't want it there because it would slow down the game and it's kind of taking the, jo- the point of the referee out of the game. There have been, so far through five weeks of the season, there have been 34 challenges by coaches on pass interference. Only seven of them have been called back. So it just shows you the percentage right there. Seven out of 34, 35. So, like, it's just coaches are going to have to adjust or the rules are going to – I don't think the rules going to adjust. The coaches have to adjust and just know that if it's super close that you're probably not going to win – due to the fact that they're only going to be calling the obvious ones. And you got to save, especially in the second half, like in the Cowboys game, Jason Garrett uh, tried throwing his flag in a pretty bad spot when his team was losing. It was kind of an emotional challenge, I'd like to think. And it kind of like ruined the Cowboys' chances of any comeback in the second half. But the, the coaches have to adjust and know that to when, when to pick their spots. Like if they if you have any real chance of it getting called back, for like a pass interference because a lot of them don't and um it's it's tough because sometimes coaches feel like oh well there that the hand got in there early or there was like a little bit of a trip there it's like they, they're only going to be calling the obvious ones back and they're going to leave it up to the refs for judgment calls i don't necessarily agree with how they do it uh every uh play is different though and they want to keep things moving along speed somewhat with the amount of injuries that take place on drives and the amount of challenges and timeouts that are taken 
Um, but it, it's just tough from everyone's standpoint that no one's really happy with how things are going right now. Yeah, I think there just needs to be a standard for the refs, what they're doing. Um, another one's like the roughing the passer calls. They're just, they're so inconsistent. And certain quarterbacks are being called um, roughing the passer almost every single time they're hit. And then other quarterbacks are able to be completely rock like Mason Rudolph. I'm not saying that was a roughing the passer call. Yeah, he I didn't don't try. Think it really was. I know, I know what you mean though. Like but, he didn't go for the head, but it just it was the way he was coming down. It just kind of ended out. What your name is though? Like if you're the MVP, Patrick Mahomes, and you take kind of a big hit in the backfield, or if you're like Lamar Jackson, the star quarterback on the Ravens, I feel like NFL refs kind of take notice to these star future star quarterbacks and they kind of give them a bit more leeway than some of the other quarterbacks that might only be playing a year or two for sure and looking at Lamar Jackson in that Ravens Steelers game the Ravens were down and they ended up kicking the tying field goal off of a roughing the passer call that probably should have been called it was just a normal tackle that the Steelers defender made and it was called and the Ravens got a first down and later went on on that drive to kick the winning, uh, I mean, tying field goal. And that does affect the game when you're calling questionable calls like that. And I'm not saying add another review because I think it's, we can't just keep adding reviews to the game because then the game's just going to turn into a five-hour spectacle and it's never going to end because every play is just going to be reviewed. But I do think the refs need to create a standard that they're going to hold across the league and stick to that. And it doesn't matter if you're, name is Tom Brady on the back or if you are um, Mason Rudolph of the backup Pittsburgh Steelers I don't think it, it should matter what your name is or I think it should just be a standard across the NFL on what they're going to call on everything yeah I'm just I'm going back to the Josh Allen hit uh, against the Patriots um, you talk about the passing or uh, the roughing the passer kind of thing um, you talk about it it shouldn't matter if you're Tom Brady or if you're uh, a normal Joe, like just coming in as a third stringer, right? Uh, I I don't know if, when Josh Allen took that hit to the head. Uh, everyone kind of thought it should be pass interference, um, but it wasn't called pass interference. Micah Hyde actually said after the game, he's like, if that hit happens on Tom Brady, that guy's suspended. I mean, that guy's thrown out of the game. That's roughing the passer. He's getting fined, suspended. Micah Hyde said this in the post game interview, and I I honestly agree with 100%. If a hit like that happened on Tom Brady, there would be fines, even suspensions probably. Yeah, exactly. It all depends on what you, you've done in the league, I, I, at least to a certain extent. Obviously, if a quarterback like Chase Daniel gets blown up, they're probably going to call it nine times, or probably more out of ten, but it's just an example. Um, I, I also think the refs go by it on a week-to-week basis. Like uh, A team of refs that called a lot of penalties this last week, for example, th- their next game this week, they're probably going to call less, right? They're going to yeah. go through meetings. They're going to talk about it review film and go, wow, we called a lot of penalties. Where let's call a few less penalties in the next game, even though they're they don't And then players get away with hits. And then players on, are gonna get for away example, with stuff. Josh Allen, exactly. that Josh Allen hit gets away with no with no flag. And I yeah. think the one thing that's also become an issue is refs letting plays go. Um I think I can't remember the exact game where it happened in, but it affected a game in week one where the ball was um it was ruled to be he sh- it should have been a fumble but the ref blew it down and it should have been a touchdown on the play and they ended up not scoring which affected the game um but now refs are deciding they're just going to whenever the ball is loose no matter what it looked like 
they're just going to let the play go out. And I think that's dangerous for players because there are tackles after the play and things can get heated after the play and on certain things like that. And when a ref sees a guy clearly go down, he should just blow it dead, in my opinion. And yeah. it, going to review all they the time. They just need to change does. that rule. They need to just change that rule on. Um, but then, and again, it's hard to assume. Like that Saints Rams game when that ball was clearly out on Jared Goff. I don't know if you guys remember that play or not, but the Rams were in the red zone, uh, third down and long. Jared Goff was hit while he was uh, while he was trying to get rid of the ball. It was a pretty obvious fumble that Cameron Jordan picked up on the Saints, and he had a clear path to the end zone. He actually ran it back 85 yards, but the refs blew it dead. So then right there, what happens is they go into meetings, and they try, and they're like, hey, well, we're going to correct this. Let's let everything go. But then, like you said, people get injured and stuff, and then they're going to try and correct it back to the, the way it was in the first place. They just need to create like a line. To and to be can- the rule that they have is that Cameron Jordan picks up the ball, and he's just automatically down by contact, even though that he doesn't actually deserve to be. So there really is no like in between middle perfect solution for this. Because you're never gonna make anyone happy, but you gotta at least be consistent with what you're calling. The more consistent you are, the more people will not so much agree with it, but they will they'll respect that the call is being made over and over again. Yes. Whereas right now it's all over the place. A call is getting called one week, and the next week the same play happens, but it's no call. Yeah. So there needs to be consistency. It's just tough with different uh, teams and different officials, like. It's if you it's there's actually stats on the internet that you could look up uh, how like what a team does when a certain ref group uh, is doing the game. Like uh, I just know on the top of my head, watching Sunday Night Football, the Saints play the Cowboys over the last I think like five to ten years. The official crew that was doing that Saints Cowboy game, uh, Drew Brees and the Saints are like nine and one or something crazy when that crew refs the Saints. So. I don't know if that's just something that is uh, completely by chance or if they're trying to look for certain things that the Saints take to their advantage. I think there's got to be something in the middle there. But there are certain stats out there that make you really shake your head and go, really? Hmm. Now, now, to be fair, though, the Saints have been a very good football team. They have team, been a very so good football team. So they haven't lost many games. No. So to take that into like perspective. And they have been screwed by a couple other official yeah, crews. They, so. Yeah, in recent history. No, it's um, no knock on the Saints at all or an official crew that specifically did that game by any means. It's just there are certain stats out there that you look and go, wow, that team did pretty good with that official group. That team didn't do very good with that official group. Why? Are the refs looking for certain things that that team does bad, the team does good? Either way, I think we've uh, beat this horse uh, dead fairly well, and he's not coming back. So <laughs> let's move on to the division races. Let's start with the AFC East. We'll work our way down towards the West. I'm going to change Patriots. this up a little bit. You're going to change it I'm up. I'm going to change it up a little I've bit. La- I've made I'm my saying, bed. I've made I'm, my bed. We are changing up a little bit. I think we're going to talk about every division but the NFC East. Because we had a lot of discussion on that last week. It's like the biggest no, race. No, no. We, we really, can't avoid the NFC East. That, that I think we should. I'm gonna. Con- I'm taming. Like I'm controlling like on Thanksgiving. I'm controlling you guys. We're gonna have everything guys. else, kids, for Thanksgiving, but we're not I gonna have turkey. I'm gonna. I'm not letting it get out of hand like this turkey. weekend. I'm not letting it get we out can of hand. We're gonna be mature about it. We're gonna talk about each division yeah, okay. for a minute. I'm gonna set a timer on my phone. Perfect. We're that is a great idea. A Dallas. minute thirty. We'll do a minute that thirty. Is a question. That way, we each kind of get thirty seconds. Do we really need a division talk on the AFC East, though? Are, can we okay, all agree on, who's going to win that I'm division? I'm starting it. I'm starting it. Listen. You, you're ready. AFC East it. starts in three, two, one, go. Patriots. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Obviously, the Patriots are going to. Well, 
the Patriots have got some tough games, and the Bills are clearly a good team. I don't think the Bills are going to win their division, but it's interesting that you've got a 5-0 team, a 4-1 team, and two 0-4 teams, and probably the two worst teams in football in the same division. You can argue the Redskins are right there with them. I think the Bengals are, are there, too. Oh, my I, gosh. I really do. The Bengals are 0-5, and they just lost to the Cardinals, who haven't won yet. I mean, yeah, I think the, ba- the Bengals can definitely be put in that I know we're talking about the Bengals, but okay, the, the Jets are bad. They're getting back Sam Darnold. The season is not completely over, but it, it's over. It is. It, let's be not, honest. They're not going to make. They're not going to. How make much a is that going to do? I mean, I know Sam Darnold's a great, a good, a great quarterback. Let's just say he's a good. He's a great quarterback. Let's just think about the Jets though. They're hyped up that they got not... their man back. They're playing the Cowboys, who look very sluggish right now and have lost to good football teams. It's not completely over for the Jets. They might be able to make a comeback in the season. They have the players to do so. I also think the Bills can get a wild card spot. Patriots will probably be the top seed in the AFC. All right, next division. AFC North. AFC North. Go? Another weird division because Very a lot of weird. people thought the Steelers, well, the Ravens and Steelers were going to be in a race. A lot of people also had the Browns to go to the a Super Bowl. A lot of people had the Browns winning this division. And joke. the Browns are such a weird team right now. Like, they just can't get anything going. They just they, can't keep. They, they can't string two wins game. together they here. They had a huge win against the Ravens in a road divisional game, which are very hard to win, especially in the AFC North. Even going to Cincinnati for Cleveland and for Pittsburgh. Well, yeah, Pittsburgh hasn't done that yet. It, it's still tough to win those games, and, and it doesn't matter if they're zero and eight. This at is the one time. of the this is one of the toughest, hardest hitting divisions in all of football. So any division game in, in this division is a tough game, even against the Bengals, because they're these. Divi- this is one of the biggest rivalry divisions in the NFL. I mean, these teams all hate each other. They're all huge rivals. So you go and play a division game against this division, and it's going to be a hard hitting. Uh, football game, it's going to take a toll on a lot of teams, and it's going to be a tough team. Got, it's going to be got, a tough I game. There's just one playoff team comes out of this division. The Steelers' season's kind of lost right now. They're one and four. They don't have a quarterback. The Bengals are definitely out of it. Uh, the Browns, they got to figure it out because they seem so inconsistent. Big win against the Ravens and a huge loss against the 49ers. The Ravens seem like the only real team so far consistently. Uh, I know they lost to the Chiefs, but at the end of the day, I think they're going to win the AFC North and host uh, another playoff game this year. All right, AFC South. I think this is the most competitive division in all of football. You think it's the most competitive? I yeah, think it's 100%. one of the least competitive. No, I think it's I, one of the most I competitive. I think it's competitive, but for the wrong reasons. No, I think this You're is a good... You're forgetting about the NFC North, man. You're forgetting about no, the No, I, I think, I think this they... is one of the most competitive. Can... Look, we've got... we're already 15 seconds into this. We haven't said a thing. All these teams are within one game of each other. Last week, every single team was tied. I mean, that's I talk. I have no idea who's going to come out of this division. The Titans can still come out of the division, and they're dead last right now. Saying that, they're still two and three tied with the Jaguars. The Jaguars can still come in as come out of this division. You don't I actually just, believe that, though, do you? That the Jaguars can come out of this division? Yeah, one hundred percent. I believe that. I, I don't. I don't think they'll come out of the division. I think they could get a wild card spot. I think they definitely have the team. I think Minshew Mania is really it's real. I think he is a good quarterback. Yes, he showed. A little bit of signs of shakiness with two fumbles in the game. But I think he still did perform pretty well. He threw over for three threw over three hundred yards. And I think the Jaguars are still a very good team. But I think the ASC South is competitive for all the wrong reasons. I think it's a lot of average football teams going at it, and it's gonna be a fun division to watch. But it's not going to be a lot of good football games to watch. I think I think the I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are a team we need to have a more in depth conversation about because I think they've got a tough situation on their hand when Nick Foles is healthy again. Who would you guys go with Nick Foles? Got to put Nick Foles, and he's a Super Bowl MVP. Minshew is definitely holding the fort down to be one of the best ever. 
well, not the best ever, but he's holding the fort down enough so that when Nick Foles gets back in there, he's going to do just fine. The Jags might still be in the race. They have a very tough game against the New Orleans Saints, and the Saints have been known to shut down run games. Okay, so when the when Nick Foles comes back, say they're, I don't know, they're, they're Let's say they're a game out of a playoff spot, and Minshew's throwing 350 yards a game, two touchdowns, two, three touchdowns as he is right now, maybe a pick, maybe a fumble, but he's giving you chances at football games, and Nick Foles hasn't played since week one, and he's coming off an injury. You're telling me you're going to put Nick Foles back in over Gardner Minshew when Gardner Minshew is clearly has a, more momentum going and call. is a hot quarterback? It's definitely a judgment call. I know the fans in Jacksonville, they love Gardner Minshew. He's flashy. He He's only played in the league for a one year. I mean, he's not like... What, are we just going to re- disregard Nick Foles again? Like, where can this guy fit in in the league? I think Nick he Foles can't fit is... in on Philly with Carson Wentz. How come he can't fit in with Gardner? Like, where does he? He clearly belongs as a starting quarterback. He hasn't even gotten a chance. Like, oh, it just sickens he, me. That he Nick did Foles get a chance. Treated this way. He did get a chance. He blew his chance. How did 2015, he blow his 2016, chance? he did not perform, and he was on a team that he could have performed on, and he didn't perform. It's as simple as that. He had a time back in 2013 when he was good on the Philadelphia Eagles and he had an insane season. He's been a playoff quarterback, and that is Nick Foles. He's a playoff clutch quarterback. He is not a starting quarterback. I don't think he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. I think he's a very good football player. I don't think he's a starting quarterback, though. I think he'll be coming off the bench for a lot of teams, and I think that's where he belongs. I think Jacksonville made a huge mistake when when they signed him. For twenty million, I don't think that was a good signing at all. That's just what I, I agree. About. I don't they're, agree they're with Aaron hundred percent that he's like. I, I think he should be a starter somewhere. But I think he's obviously going to let the twenty million dollar healthy quarterback have his chance. But if Gardner Minshew continues to win football games and keeps you in football games, I mean, this game against Carolina this week was super close. And I think a lot of the reason was Gardner Minshew. He played well. I mean, he had a couple fumbles, but he threw yeah, for over that's, 300 that's yards. That's problem with quarterbacks. Right, because if Dak Prescott fumbled twice against the Carolina Panthers, we'd be ripping him to shreds. But Gardner Minshew fumbles the ball twice against the Panthers, and it's, well, let's keep Minshew okay. as the quarterback well, instead of Nick Foles. Dak Prescott wants... Oh, I wants, love Minshew mania. Like, I, I just don't understand Dak why Prescott you wants have this $40 million. Dollars. I don't even know if Gardner Minshew's making a million dollars. Well, it doesn't matter if Dak wants... $40 million. Two fumbles are two fumbles. Am I right or am I right? All right. Gardner Minshew is an okay standard. quarterback, and I'm saying he's holding down the fort. You're talking about a sixth-round Nick- rookie who's coming out and throwing 350 yards a game against top-level defenses and top-level teams. That's a game they could have won against Looks Carolina. Like Tom Brady. They, they let it fall. Well, let's, let's hold off on the Tom Brady comparisons. <laughs> all but right, we should probably move on because— All I'm saying is that when Nick Foles, when Nick Foles comes back, I think they should still start Gardner Minshew if he plays like he's playing right now. I think the Jags AFC are pretty West. Irrelevant, but This division— on, we didn't say who's going to win the South. We have to say oh. that. Jacksonville Jaguars. Silly. I'm They're say- not going to win. I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to go with my gut and say that the Indianapolis Colts are going to do it with Jacoby. Wow, we're all going through different teams. I'm going to say the Texans are still going to win this division. Fair enough. I think they've still got the best team in that division. And, and quick, we'll just do a fun thing. Who's going to get last in the South? Or will there be like a tie? The Titans. Titans. I think the Jags get last. You're crazy. All right. All right, West. Uh, Chiefs are going to win this division. Uh, I don't think there's a question about that. Okay, but look, say you talk about Mahomes is questionable. You've looked at the Raiders. They're a solid football team. They clearly are a solid football team. What if Mahomes goes down for five weeks? I'm not saying he's going to. He's only questionable. And well, he's probably... what, if, like, what if the sky just uh, turns green tomorrow? What if that? Okay, well, well I, guess, if, I get the what if. Hurt tomorrow? We can't just I get the what if. assumptions. I get the what ifs. But as of right now, yes, the Chiefs are going to win this division. 
But I'm saying the Raiders are a good football team. The Raiders they, are a wild card. They looked all. They walked all over uh, the the Bears on in London, and the Bears defense is really good. Chase Daniel played bad in this game, and he did not help his defense at all. But the Raiders offense looked good, and Derek Carr looks really good. The Raiders have had back-to-back wins in really strange. And I, I don't spots. like saying that as a Chargers fan who just. Chargers have been it. one of the most over, um, overrated teams so far this year. Everyone thinks the Chargers are just going to clearly get back into the playoff race, but it's not that easy. They've once had, they start getting players back, so once they start, year. they need to start getting players back because they've got they've gotten a lot of injuries. But I mean, they need to get back on track quickly. They need to rat, they need to rattle off three, four wins in a row here to get back into things. How did Melvin Gordon look this week? Did he even play? Uh, he played. He definitely played more than last week, but I think it was a it was a more combined backfield this week. They kind of did the running back by committee with Eckler and Gordon. I mean, he looked. The more that he plays, the more he's going to get the ball. In a couple weeks from now, he will be the full time guy because Eckler. I mean, I like Eckler. He's doing well, but he just he fumbles too much. He fumbled again this week, and he just it's, too much of a workload. Yeah. For a, a he's a good, he's a great back backup like running back. Absolutely. And the thing with the Chargers is they still get to play the Chiefs twice and they get to play the Raiders twice still. So there's still tons up in the air for the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Denver Broncos complete right off, I think. Give I a, can agree with that, even though they max, beat the Chargers this uh, week. Six and ten record, but it's probably going to be somewhere around that four win total for the season. So I'm going with the Chiefs. Uh, just to wrap up the AFC, I've got the Patriots winning the East. I've got the Ravens winning the North. I got the Colts winning the South, and I've got the Chiefs winning the West. My two wild card teams. I'm gonna go with the Raiders, and I'm going to go with the Texans over the Bills for my final spot. Fair enough. That's fair. Yeah, I think I I don't even know who the wild cards are in the AFC right now because, like I said, I it's really up in the air right now. It's crazy. Like I think the Raiders could get a wild card spot. I think I think uh, like the Colts could be a wild card team. The Browns should start winning games at some point, right? Yeah. They could be a wild. They could still win that division. Oh yeah. I mean this. It's they it, beat the Ravens once. They yeah, it's a, the AFC is wide open right now. Um, other than the Chiefs and the Patriots, who are both extremely good football teams, but the wild cards are are they're I just I don't know yet. It's too early. I I agree with uh, Dallas for the most part. Uh, the only switch I'd make is I'd put the Bills in there. I'd keep the Texans, but I'd take the Raiders out. I think the Raiders are good, not great. They're they're good, but they're not great. I don't think they're a playoff team yet. I think they're kind of playing with a chip on their shoulder. I think they're um, kind of like of, with a lot of people counting them out after they lost Antonio Brown and stuff. I think a lot of people just kind of wrote the Raiders off, and I think they're kind of playing with that chip on their shoulder, and they really want to win football games. But I think halfway through the season, that's just going to die off, and I don't think they're going to be. I don't even think they're going to be in the question anymore. I think so they're who, going to who do you right think's off. a better football team, the Browns or the Raiders? Um, right now, the Raiders, a hundred percent. They haven't really looked because I think they're kind of similar. Year. Where they both, well, they got absolute. The Raiders got stomped on by the Vikings a couple of weeks ago. They're kind of in the same boat where they have one good game, one horrible game. So I don't know who's a better football team. I know right that now. the Browns I think we all have expect- way higher expectations week to week because they have Baker Mayfield, the number one pick. But I think the Raiders kind of fly under under their radar just a little bit more than the Browns, even though they both should be grouped in the exact same tier. So. Uh, moving on to the NFC, I think we've beat the AFC up pretty good. We'll go quickly. Let, let's NFC. let's stick to our minute thirty here. I am definitely. Get back on that I'm getting the timer train. going. I'm the getting it going. Here we go. Votes. NFC East. You guys have one minute to talk about the NFC East. I'm cutting it down to a minute too. Ready? You guys have a minute to talk Actually, about the NFC do, East. I, I say we cut it. Cut the NFC to forty-five seconds. 
Let's make What's it this quick, racetrack quick, quick, all quick, about? Quick, no, we're quick. going a minute. We're going a minute on the NFC East yeah, and the NFC. the NFC. Ready? Three, two, one. NFC East, go. Okay, well, the NFC East is Eagles. a two-team race right now between the Cowboys and the Eagles. The Giants, I think, are uh, going to fall out of it sooner than later. Uh, a new team wins that division every 17 years, and the Cowboys won last year. I still believe that the Cowboys can take down the Eagles and win the NFC East. They still have to play twice this year, and they have a big Week 7 matchup against each other at AT&T. So I'm going with the Cowboys. Um, I think the Eagles will win this division. Uh, I'm not going to explain too much. All I'm going to say is the Cowboys haven't shown me that they're an amazing football team yet. Um, they've I, lost I the agree. Packers. The Cowboys need to they've beat a good Saints. football team. I'm not saying the Cowboys are a bad football team. I'm just saying... They need to show me a certain point that they can beat a good football team, especially in the playoffs. You're not going to be playing the Miami Dolphins. You're going to be playing the New Orleans Saints, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Green Bay Packers, the San Francisco yeah, the, the 49ers. Cowboys, the Cowboys need to beat a good team here. Yeah, so the Cowboys are just going to lose to the Eagles, they'll lose to the Patriots. All right, we're moving on. That's the timer. Dallas, we're moving on. NFC North time. Again, I the one probably the most competitive division in football actually now that i look at it Told, yeah. the packers the lions the bears the vikings all of these teams are good i think the bears are going to fall off with chase daniel as the quarterback i think the vikings are going to start throwing the ball with Kirk cousins and how he's been kind of called out i think the vikings are going to compete i think the lions are a great football team and i think the packers are a great football team um as much as i like the vikings and i like the packers i think the lions are going to win this division i'm say i I was going to say the Lions are going to come last in this division. The Lions have a huge Monday night football game in Lambeau this week. Um, Matt, St- They're coming off a bye, too, I'm pretty sure. They didn't play this yeah, week. Yeah, they're coming off a so bye. They, they've got rest. They're going to look good, but I think the layoff might hurt them a bit. Packers are coming off a huge win in AT&T. I think the Packers are going to win this division. I can't go against Aaron Rodgers, although that's not a knock on the Vikings, Bears, and or Lions. Everybody knows my feelings I, on the Vikings. I agree with you on the I Bears. They're going to fall but, off here with uh, Trubisky out. Not even that Trubisky is an important part on that team. They're just not a very good football team either way. But the Vikings, I think, could also scare some people. I think there's going to be two playoff teams out of this division, and I think it's going to be this. Uh, the Packers, and I think it's going to be the Vikings. I think the Vikings throwing the ball deep now instead of just running screens, runs, different plays like that, um, as they do have a defensive coordinator, an ex-defensive coordinator as their head coach, and that's what a defensive coordinator wants to see. They want to see their defense off the field. And I think the Packers are going to win the division, but I think the Vikings are going to get a wild card because now that the coach is willing to throw it deep and make All right, um, that's a minute. passes... Fun fact, though, fun fact, week 17, Packers go to Ford Field to play the Lions. That's going to be for the division. That's going to be for the division. That's going to be for the division. I'm calling it. I love the Vikings, but I think the Lions Lions are are really good. I think the Lions are going to be Moving on to the South, this division has had uh, a lot of interesting things happen so far. Drew Brees has gone down for the Saints, although they still look like a very good football team. I think the Saints go on ahead and win this division, although I think that... um, well, the Panthers could still fight for a wild card spot. Uh, Jameis Winston is going to fall off the rails here in the second half of the season. I think uh, he has been a little bit exposed this year, but he has looked better than last uh, than the last few years. But still not good enough overall. The Buccaneers are to make a playoff spot. They looked really good against the Rams, but that's really about it. Teddy Bridgewater keeps impressing me every week. I was a little hesitant when he came in. I was, the second week he looked better. 
this was his third full game, I believe. Third one? Third full game. He played a little bit against the Rams when Breeze got hurt, but this is his third full game, and he looked great. He was taking shots down the field. Michael Thomas finally got involved again. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater impresses me more and more every single time he uh, he takes the field as a starter. So I, I agree that the Saints are going to win this division. I think they're going to win this division with ease. Um, the Panthers are pretty good. Uh, they're going to get Cam Newton back and be better. The Bucks are interesting, and the Falcons are bad. That, uh, that I think the Panthers are fine with um, Kyle New- or uh, Kyle Allen. Sorry. Yeah. So that's a minute. That team's going to be much different with Cam Newton back. Yeah, I, don't I think, agree. I think Cam Newton's overhyped now. I think he's just kind of coming to the. I end mean, of his these career. one the, the Panthers have won three games in a row. So I mean. They're not going to be much Teams different. Teams got to just figure out how to cover Christian McCaffrey and stop him. Yeah, well, if they shut down Christian McCaffrey's carrying this team. Christian right McCaffrey now. is the offense. He, is he the really Panthers is right now. But I think they're going to get to a or pull up to a stop. All right, and uh, finally, in the West, uh, I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks to win this division, baby. The NFC West belongs to the Great Twelve. So. I agree a hundred percent with this. I love the Seahawks. They're re- I watched a lot of that Thursday night game against uh, uh, the Rams, and wow. Uh, Russell Wilson impressed. I love Russell Wilson. He might be the best quarterback in the NFL. If he's definitely top five, if not top three, if not the best, he is just he's in, he's incredible. I I um, think that the best quarterback. Uh, I think he's top five. I think when you yeah no, no no Wilson's a great quarterback. I think the Seahawks get back into the playoffs this time. They get to do it from home. Uh, they had a huge division win against the uh, Rams. They still got to play the 49ers twice, and they got to go to L.A. But uh, they've done. Uh, a lot of impressing so far this year. So yeah, don't count the Hawks out. I, I know you guys are saying the NFC North's most competitive division. I honestly think this might be the most competitive. Jixas, I think this is the one division that we could honestly see three playoff teams come out of. Yeah, I agree I with that. I could see both. Whoever it, that second division, wild card is going to be interesting. Two being a wild card team. I think yeah. besides having to play their division a lot, I think though they're probably three of the top teams in the NFC. The 49ers are a very good team. Had a statement game against the Browns. You have the Seahawks, who are a very good team. And you have the Los Angeles Rams, who are obviously a good team. Yeah, they've had some early struggles, but I think they will pick it up. And I think they're going to have a lot of um, good wins coming up. Um, But I'm going to go against you guys. And I'm going to say the 49ers are going to win this division. Um, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to perform very well for that team. And their running backs uh, with Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida are just going to control the NFC West, and I think they're going to win. And I think that's going to be shown this week against the Rams. Before we move on here, Aaron, you think the 49ers are going to win the division, which I can respect. They're 4-0 right now. What do you think their final record is? I don't think they're going to – they're obviously not going to go undefeated. I don't think that's uh, possible. But I think I'm going to go with a probably a 13-3 record. That's really I think they might lose to the Rams once. I think they might lose to the Seahawks once, and I think they might lose one other game. I think other, I think against everybody else, they're just going to win. I don't think they might lose one more game in there, but I think they're going to go thirteen and three. All right, perfect. Let's move on to the first coach that has been fired this year. First of many, I believe, at the end of the year, but it's a little earlier this year. Jay Gruden got fired uh, on Monday. Well, I think the reason for that is because I think there's a bunch of rumors around the Redskins organization that he's unhappy. That the team drafted Dwayne uh, Haskins, 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 uh, with the first over, or what? Not the first overall pick, with the first round pick in the uh, draft this year, and you, you obviously can't have a coach that goes out and believes that or says anything like that because it's just 
like the pu- the pieces of the puzzle don't mix. So it reminds me an awful lot of the RG three story with Jay Gruden. I mean, RG three once he got hurt, he never really got a chance again because he always started Kirk Cousins, even when Kirk Cousins did not play well. He had RG three. He had the second overall pick on the bench for a long time, and I guess I I know RG three was never the same after that injury. But you had to. I think you should have gave him another chance before you put Kirk Cousins in again. I think the one thing is though, I think it's kind of disrespectful for the Redskins organization to fire Gruden at this point in the season. I understand firing a, co- firing a coach. They're not turning their season around when your team's at this point. Not performing to its potential, but the Redskins are not a good football team. Someone's got to pay for the for the losing though. And the Redskins have been doing a whole ton of losing over the last six years Can since not- Gruden took over. Why can't it be shown on the players? The players just aren't performing so, well. So does Haskins get the rest of the start this year, you think? Haskins hasn't even really had a chance to play, though, because of Gruden. He's gone, he went with Colt McCoy against the Patriots. Like, How do you think that's a good idea? Like that, who's whoever's call to start Colt McCoy against the Super Bowl defending champions when you drafted Dwayne Haskins with your first round pick in the draft is absolutely foolish. Like you, you, you let the guy play. He might he might be able to pull something out. They have some bright spots in um, Washington. Uh, McLaren's been a great uh, running back. Uh, Darius Geis, I don't think he's played that much, but he's hurt. But yeah. he's showed. He looked good in the preseason, and in a couple of games he did play this year, he looked okay. Yeah, coming off that ACL injury in, uh, last year. But they, they should have uh, given uh, Haskins a chance. But then they went Yeah, I, the it'll be interesting to see if Haskins gets to the rest of the starts this year because I wonder if that's why management was part of the reason management let Jay Gruden go is because he wasn't starting uh, Haskins. So I'll be interested to see if the intern coach um, plays Haskins for the rest of the year, even though he looked really bad when he came in against the Giants there. Yeah, and obviously they don't want to embarrass. Um, well, I think Gruden's thought process was, okay, Haskins is nowhere near ready. We're not going to put him on the stage here and let everyone show that he sucks quite yet. Let's try and sit him for a year and then see how it goes. That's what happened with Patrick Mahomes. A lot of people forget that, that Mahomes sat on the bench a whole year and watched Alex Smith play. And uh, Okay, but Al- Alex, Alex Smith, Smith is not not. I mean, Colt McCoy is not Alex Smith. Alex Smith is a little bit better quarterback than uh, fair enough than Colt McCoy. Now, but if you look at Patrick Mahomes, he wasn't figured out last year. Now we saw Indianapolis might have figured out Patrick Had Mahomes. I'm not Mahomes. saying it's it'll be interesting totally to watch. There, but I think teams play the Chiefs for the rest of the year and see what they go to. I know we're not talking about that right now, but I do think that's the recipe to beat the Chiefs is to run the ball and keep. I mean, keep Mahomes on the sideline. That's the best way to do it. Uh, if you have to think of another team that's in danger of firing their head coach right now, just any coach really on the hot seat, who do you got? That's you a tough, that's a a tough name. You just have to tough give me a question. team that's in a spot. It's a tough question because you, you look at all the bad teams. Starts. You look at the bad teams. The Dolphins just hired their coach. So he's yeah. not getting fired. Um, the Bengals, I don't think, are going to fire they, their coach after one year. Yeah. Um, Denver's uh, coach is a first-year coach. The Redskins just fired their coach. I, the Falcons, Falcons. I, think, I would say the Falcons. Dan Quinn would be the, the hottest seat. Like Cliff's Kingsbury is in his first year in Arizona. You look at all the bad teams. Yeah, I would say Dan Quinn's probably that got the hottest seat in the NFL right now. Okay, I actually would agree with you there. With the one and four start, they got a lot to figure out. Um. Freddie Kitchens, I think, if this keeps what, up. What do you think? Of, another one. What, I guess you can't really blame this on uh, the the coach, but Mike. What about Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh? 
He's been there a while, and this will be two years in a row they've missed the playoffs. This is just one of those years, though, that I don't think Mike Tomlin is really at fault because Big Ben got hurt and was out for the year in week one. And I think they well, if any, like, well, obviously not any team, but especially in Pittsburgh, it's pretty obvious that without Big Ben, the Steelers are completely lost. And they also just traded away their first overall uh, pick, in the, or not first overall. I keep on saying first overall when I want to say first round. They traded away their first round pick to Miami. So the future right now in Pittsburgh is reluctant on Big Ben being the starting quarterback. And I think Mike Tomlin is going to continue to be that guy, especially after the Antonio Brown thing. It turns out that uh, Mike Tomlin and the Steelers were the good guys in that uh, Brown yeah. situation. So uh, let it let it uh, breathe out a little bit. I wouldn't let the be, season continue, uh, and we'll see what. Like happens, I said, I would be surprised, but it wouldn't. I would probably. I would be surprised I'd if they fired Mike Tomlin, it. but I, I would. Understand. I would. I would be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked. I think it comes down to respect, though. Like even with Gruden, he's sixth year with the Redskins. Um, you can't just fire a guy that's been with your club for a while that's shown. He can do it, and I think um, Mike Tomlin, I think, is does have issues with without Big Ben. Um, so I don't think it's fair to fire him at this stage. Maybe if they don't win any more games and they still have one win towards the end of the season, maybe it's time to start thinking about um, how can you not perform at all. But I think, um, I, I think Dan Quinn, probably on the Falcons, is the next one to go if anybody is to go throughout the season. In my opinion, I think coaches should only be fired at the end of the season. I don't think they should be fired during the season unless a team truly does think they can turn their season around um, with a bad record, which I don't think the Redskins can. I just think the I think with the Gruden thing, it was just uh, the Jay Gruden. Um, there was just a lot of drama happening there. There was a lot of rumors coming out of the organization. The press every week was like, oh, you think you're going to be fired? And he's always like, well, we'll see if my key card works tomorrow. I mean, <laughs> there was just a lot of rumors and stuff like that where it, the best He's option was to get rid of those get rid of those rumors and to just let them go and get it over with. I think uh, yeah, the Redskins are going to be drafting somewhat in that top five for next year, and there's lots of promising pieces outside of quarterback like Chase Young on Ohio State, um, Jerry Judy on Alabama at receiver. So there's lots of options for the uh, uh, Redskins in the draft that are going to make them a better football team. So all right, let's get into our let's get speaking, into the picks for this week. Yeah, speaking of the Redskins, Jack, it looks like you've got some picks for me, buddy. I One do, I do. So we're gonna start with the battle of the bad here. Maybe a game. A Jack, dozen. Jack, a, I really like that name. That's a, really good. A dozen. A dozen people might watch this game outside of Washington and outside of Dolphins. Outside. Outside of Dolphins. Outside of Miami. Who do you got in this one? The Dolphins or the Redskins? What team is going to pick up their first win of the season? Okay. Well, the Redskins at one point did lead the Patriots in Week Five, seven to nothing. They weren't able to hold Whoa. on. Whoa. But I'm the final rolling... was 33 to seven. But whoa. that's right, it sure was. But uh, I'm rolling with the Redskins here against the Dolphins. I think Dwayne ha uh, Haskins is going to be the starting quarterback in this one. He'll be going up against Josh Rosen, I believe. On Miami. yeah, it's Rosen. Um, this is going to be a pretty brutal football game. A lot of people are joking that this like might be I the said, first a, ever a dozen... zero zero tie in football. <laughs> the Tank Bowl. That's this, what they're calling it. This is the Tank Bowl. It's absolutely correct. I'm rolling with the Redskins over Miami. I, I just have a feeling that uh, Miami might pick up a win, though. 
and the internet is going to be a really fun place to be on that Sunday. So, but I'm, I'm rolling with Washington. Imagine the Dolphins don't get the first overall pick. Exactly. I imagine. That Poor crazy. Dolphins fans. Just crazy. All right. Next I think game. this could also be a, a barn burner and be a crazy high-scoring game just because the defenses are so bad. Oh, barn that, burner. We got a 3 nothing final here. <laughs> just these that'd be amazing. overpowered offenses are going to just, just go off. <laughs> well, we'll Over see. under a dozen points. 12 of them. 12 of them. Well, uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I don't know, man. All right. Next game I got for you here is the Panthers and the Buccaneers. A nice divisional matchup here. This game's actually being played in London again. The Carolina Panthers have had a lot of trouble going into Tampa Bay and pulling out wins in the in the division matchup. But I think now that this, since this game is being played in London, Carolina... Oh, actually, no. Always changing it up on the fly. I'm going to go the other way here. Oh, my gosh. I'm sticking to my guns. I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, to the wow. my goodness. He changed it up on the fly, folks. I, I think that... Um, the Bucs are going to – well, they had to play the Saints, which was a tough game, and now they're playing the Panthers. I think Bruce Arians is going to get that club together. Jameis Winston is going to play better than Kyle Allen, and the Buccaneers are going to come out with a victory. All right, next game. Again, a battle of – I'm not going to say bad, but mediocre. I'm just going mediocre here. Titans and Broncos, who do you got in this one? This game stinks of mediocre. Mediocracy. Mediocrity. It's a fun word to say. Mediocracy. Whatever Mediocracy. the word is, that's correct in that situation. I'm rolling with the mile high boys. I'm going with the Denver Broncos <laughs> to win at home for the first time this season over mediocre. Tennessee. Tennessee has actually been a decent team in some games, and in other games, Meh. pretty bad. Uh, the Broncos beat right, the Chargers and the. What are you doing? I'm trying to do my picks. Will you please I got, stop? I got distracted by the word mediocrity. That's yeah. just a great word to say. The Google's so is uh, tenderloin. But Google's that, alive I, we're and well. Not getting, we're not okay. So I'm you're taking the Broncos. Your, I'm going to spoil your picks. I'm just going to let you know that. I'm you're, you're taking the Broncos. Is yeah, that what I got? I'm taking from the Broncos. Sorry, I got distracted. I, I'm going to take the Broncos over the Titans. I like that pick. All right. And then the last game. I think I think this one's gonna be a blowout. But what do you think, Seahawks and Browns? I'm going with the Seahawks, man. The Browns. It's gonna take a little bit of time for them to regroup after a loss like that. Seattle also has a little bit of extra time to prepare. They played Thursday night. Meanwhile, the Browns played Monday night all the way over in the West Coast. So this seems like a pretty obvious game to me. Seattle over Cleveland. Although it is an early start time for Seattle coming from the West Coast. I, I got to roll with Russell Wilson and the boys to beat the Browns. There you go. There you go. So those are those are Dallas's picks for the week. Hopefully he loses a few. I hope not. But uh, yeah, Dallas, you got picks for Aaron now. Now let's go to the perfect record man, Aaron Jeffrey. Hasn't here. lost one yet. Hasn't lost. Let's Aaron, see if it keeps going. Played one it's week, week, man. You're, you you're going into week. Sorry. Two. How are you guys after one week? I we was... were both three and two. Three and two. Yeah. So so not perfect. Okay. Okay, get give me my picks. Holy. All right, Aaron. This Who invited this guy back? Yeah, I think we might have to talk to him afterwards in a closed room. But anyway, Aaron, your picks. Uh why don't you go ahead and show your uh boldness on this one? Eagles and Vikings. In Gee, Minnesota. I wonder who he's gonna pick right. here. Oh, Actually, I here don't we go. Know. I'm gonna give you something crazy. I think this game's going to overtime. Okay. You're oh. calling a tie? I'm calling it overtime. But I'm calling the Eagles win it in overtime. Oh, man, uh, be really bold. Go for the tie. But I don't uh, think it's going to be a tie. A tie. I don't think it's going to be a tie. I'm not, I'm not risking my <laughs> perfect record on that. That would be funny if it is a tie, that. though. That will be actually be pretty hilarious. Impressive. Yeah. But, no, I do think the Eagles are going to win this game. Um, 
I do think it's going to be a close game. I think Kirk Cousins is going to perform um, with Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. I think it's going to be tough, especially against a rough Eagles secondary. But I do think Carson Wentz and Jordan Howard coming out backfield, I think that's going to be a good performance. Wow. And I think Carson I Wentz is playing for his shocked. life right now. But I do think it's going to be a close game. I am okay. just stunned you're taking Car- our Carson Wentz and the Eagles there. The stunned. Eagles are coming off a big win in Lambeau, and they have to do the same thing this week. Well, actually, coming off a win against the Jets. Ooh. Okay, sorry about the Jets All right, rambling we'll, t- there. we'll talk, at, we'll talk I after the Cowboys play they the played, Jets. I, 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 I honestly they played think I'm a little week. scared against for the Cowboys against the Jets this week. They're, they got Sam Darnold back, and I'm a little worried, but. Moving on to the picks for Aaron. Saints go to Jacksonville to face the Jags. I think this is easy. I think the Saints are going to win this game. I don't think Gardner Minshew... I think he's a very good quarterback. Minshew mania. Very good quarterback. I think the Saints are going to shut him down. And I think the Saints are going to win this game. Teddy Bridgewater is going to perform. His first big game was this week. And I think he kind of showed he is a... like. Not any, obviously not an elite quarterback, but I think he's a quarterback that is a good replacement for Drew Brees. And I think the Saints are honestly, I think that's my pick to win the NFC right now, just because they're right up there right now in the standings. And they also have Drew Brees, Drew Brees coming back in a couple of weeks. And I think once he's back, we all know what he can do. And I think it's going to be a pretty impressive football club. I can't believe that you just called Gardner Minshew a very good quarterback. He's played three games in the NFL. <laughs> Some people are calling him a franchise quarterback. Yeah, just throwing well, that out there. I think that's just a stupid thing to say. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, Steelers head to L.A. to face the Chargers on Sunday night football. I don't know who scheduled that, but they should have changed it. No offense. They should be putting the Eagles and Vikings in Sunday Night Football. I don't know why they have the Steelers and Chargers. I think it's kind of just... I know they want to spread it around a bit, but I, I really? Think it's just, yeah, it's just giving other teams opportunities to be in spotlight. Every team gets one primetime game, is that right? Uh, I think that's what they try uh, to do, is every team gets Thursday a primetime game. Thursday Night Football game. is a primetime game, it right? It is. That's why Tennessee and Jacksonville played Week 3. That's yes. right. It's, all, it's also a way to just give the fans an opportunity most fans don't want to keep watching their team at 1 o'clock on a Sunday. Although it's fun to watch games at 1 o'clock, they do want to watch those primetime games because you know it's just more fun it's watching It's fun to Monday get Alan, our, uh, Alan Chris there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. But to the pick, I'm sorry, Jack, but I am oh, going to with the Pittsburgh Steelers on this and one. And their third string quarterback? Um, is Mason Rudolph hasn't been ruled out yet. Dude, he was knocked out, literally. Yeah, but if you watch him get up, he was not... He was not okay. The cart was He's broken. He's not going to play. Okay. Still, I don't hey, think the Chargers have a good team. I don't think the Chargers will perform against Pittsburgh Steelers. I think Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win that game. Okay. All right. Rolling with the Steelers. Headline. Steelers. Steelers Mason, Rudabat, or Mason Rudolph knocked out cold. You don't yeah. usually see that headline, but, and then they're back in the next week. If you watch how he got up hey, afterwards. He didn't walk up the field, though. He carried him off the field. No, he, didn't. he didn't walk off like in a straight line like you do after. If you, you watch, like, he was having conversations. He looked like Dallas after a night out. If he's, okay. he has not, <laughs> I, uh, you're embarrassing me. This is a yeah. professional he environment. Has, <laughs> he has not been um, ruled out for the game. and But, yes, he's probably not playing. I, I, still I think, think he has been ruled out game. for the game. 
It's besides the point. We're not talking about Mason Rudolph. We're talking about. You really think they're straight third string quarterback? Yes. I can't even think of his All name. Right. All right, we're gonna Next cut one. Jack Clark off there because ah. he's rambling about the Chargers, ah. his team, ah. and we're not allowed to rant about our teams on the show. No. You did for like twenty to, minutes last week. Yeah, move to the next well, game. Move to the next game. We're gonna move on. Texans go to Kansas City to face the Chiefs in Arrowhead. I'm going with the. Uh, Chiefs. Whoa, Chiefs, try that again. Chiefs, try Chiefs, that again. Chiefs. Say the full team so yeah. that I can write this down. I've Chiefs. never heard of the Tech Chiefs. Okay. Uh, that's not the full team. It's okay, the Kansas, the Kansas City Chiefs. That is much better, Aaron. Thank you for the that. The Chiefs from Kansas City. From Kansas City. So, Aaron no, I think the Chiefs oh are going to win this game oh because... They get back on pace here. I think they're still, obviously, one of the best football teams in the league this year. I think the Colts had a very good game with their left side of that O-line performing very well to give Marlon Mack an opportunity to keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. I don't think the Texans are going to do that. I don't think the Texans are that good of a football team to stop the Chiefs. Um, so I think the Chiefs are probably going to win that football I like game. that because Andy Reid lost Sunday night. You know, he woke up at like 3 in the morning on Monday, got his notebook out or whatever, and started designing plays and everything for uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, the Chiefs are going to bounce back for sure. All right, that's my part for the show. Now I'll leave you two hooligans up to it. Hi, Jack. Hi, Aaron. So I hate these guys. <laughs> so we're going to go Mediocre. with a <laughs> NFC West matchup. Possibly the most competitive division. The 49ers versus the Rams. See, this is this is a bit of an identity crisis for me here. Because I, I have said several times on this podcast. <clears throat> I have said several times on this podcast that I don't think the 49ers are a good football team. But they just dominated the Browns last night. Just dominated. We're recording this on Tuesday, so it was last night. Just absolutely just... It was just... It was it was it got boring to watch. That's how much of a domination it was. So I'm taking the 49ers here. I'm thinking they're rolling all the way into next uh, into next Sunday. They're taking their momentum and they're gonna. I think they're gonna run all over the the Rams again. I, I, yeah, I'm going with the 49ers on this one. See, I like to hear that, especially it backs up my point of the 13 and three. But moving on. So the next game is a NFC North matchup. This one you guys aren't gonna agree with me on. Which is the Detroit Lions versus the Green Bay Packers. I'm going the Lions on this one. I know, I know it's an unpopular pick, but the Lions pretty much, I mean, they didn't allow Patrick Mahomes to get a touchdown against them. That's impressive. I know they still lost the game, but they contained Patrick Mahomes, I guess. Um, I think the Lions are a really good team. I think Matthew Stafford's having a great year. I think their defense came to play, and I think this is going to be an upset. I think the Lions are going to take down the Packers this week. I think a main point of any football game, though, is the quarterback matchup. And you look at Aaron Rodgers is a lot better than Matthew Stafford. But I do agree. I think there could be an upset here because the Lions have shown that they can be a good football team. Um, But yeah, so let's move on to the next one, which honestly could be a fun one with the return of Sam Darnold. And I'm not saying Sam Darnold's going to be a difference maker, but what do you think in the Dallas Cowboys-New York Jets game? Dallas is playing a bad team. They're going to roll, as they do. They're going to destroy a bad team. Everyone's going to be like, oh, the Cowboys are Super Bowl contenders again. You're just jealous because your team can't beat bad teams. We're not talking about my team right now. We're talking about yours. You mentioned my team, and you talked to me as an individual. I'm not talking to you. You offended me. I'm not talking to you, Dallas. Yes, you just said my name. (laughs) You just said my name. I'm talking about the Dallas Cowboys, not Dallas Dollside. Well, 
that's neither here nor there. Listen, I think the Cowboys are going to win, and I think everyone's going to be back on the Cowboys bandwagon here, and they're all everyone's think they're going to the Super Bowl again. The haters won't ever go away. They're still going to hate the Cowboys even more after we win a Anyways, bad football I think game. the Cowboys are going to beat the Jets this week. All right. I don't think they're going to completely roll over the Jets. Um, I think this one's going to be close. I think it's going to be a close game because I think Sam Darnold is going to give a boost to the Jets. You have seen in the past where a quarterback comes back and the team performs better than ever before just because they got their, their um, player back. It works for any position, really. Um... Yeah, there's stories of Adam Vinatieri coming back to the Colts organization and the Colts just wanting to play better football because Vinatieri's back and he's not hurt anymore. But then you look at the last game here, which is honestly... Why are they doing this one as the last I, game? You know what? I think it's just going to be a fun game to pick because it's honestly... I think it's no, up it's in the air. No, it's not. I think, I think this it's is going to be a very high-scoring football this game. This game sucks. You have the Arizona Cardinals. Fun. No. This game versus sucks. the Atlanta Falcons, the Arizona Cardinals versus the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going with the Cardinals. I don't like the Falcons. They suck. Did you just go with all four road teams? I did. That is silly. Well, you're three and one. Look, to a the Falcons are bad. The Cardinals are bad, but not as bad. Kyler Murray's got some promise. Cliff Kingsbury's got some promise. Like we said earlier, Dan Quinn, if they keep losing, is going to get fired. Matt Ryan's not very good. Just this entire Falcons team just is not good at all. They are they stink. That's all I'm saying. And the Cardinals, they stink, but they've got a little bit of promise. So I think they'll start winning some football games, maybe five or six this year. But the Falcons, they're really bad. I think Matt Ryan, though, is going to want to make a statement for himself. He doesn't want to keep losing. Is it really a statement against the Cardinals? But no, though? but he, he doesn't want to be embarrassed and lose to a quarterback like Kyler Murray. It's as simple as that. He doesn't want to lose to a rookie quarterback when he's Matt Ryan. He's performed... In many big games, um, but I don't think he's going to want to lose to Kyler Murray. So I think he's going to perform above what he has this year, and I think he's going to pro like. I think the Falcons are going to win that game. I think the Arizona Cardinals well, are going to go not back picks. to their I'm losing calling ways, a shootout in this one, man. I think Matt Ryan, a huge offensive powerhouse. I mean, I know that he's not going to win a lot of football games, but he's still going to like pad the stat sheet. And then Kyler Murray is going to also come up to his level I think in this one and it has the chance to be a shootout now, I don't know who's going to win but I'd like to think the Falcons will and it's going to be a shootout well those are our picks for this week before we sign off let's do a little fantasy update how did, ah, how did everyone do last week terrible I, I went 0-2 Baker Mayfield so we all got, got spanked nothing. in fantasy last week I lost by absolutely 50 points. oh my god you lost by how many yeah the person scored 176 points I only scored oh. 120 did he have Will Fuller Goodness. Uh, I can't even remember who he had, but he definitely didn't. I, have I did have Patrick Mahomes. Who Will normally, Fuller had like forty fans, like thirty I know, points. But no one had Will Fuller starting. For he was on um, my bench. Yeah, I bet he was. He was and on everyone else. I tried to make a too. bold prediction with Williams, the running back on the Kansas City Chiefs. I tried to bad call. Williams. Yeah, I tried to bad I, call. I tried bad air. Didn't, didn't really work. 50, is, I mean, I I lost. I lost. I lost. I lost all three record. Record. No, I, I was three. I went one and two. Sorry, but I didn't lose by fifty points. Yeah, it was I lost bad. by like ten. I did make a bold pick though, um, watching Keenan Allen just not perform anymore. I dropped him. What? You and dropped Keenan I Allen? dropped Keenan Allen. Yes. What? If you look at his fantasy points in the past two weeks, he has five points in both weeks. Okay, but look at them the first five three weeks in two weeks. He's clearly gonna bounce back. How many? Like I'm just saying, it was a bold. Who does this Philip Rivers bold have to decision. throw the ball to? Bold decision. I want to know who you picked up. No, you don't. 
Yeah. Oh, Nelson Aguilar. Oh, my god. No. Of course not Nelson Aguilar. Who was it? You dropped a guy who was How leading can the you league. Not tell us. This is huge. I you picked d- up Matt Breida. You picked up <laughs> Matt Breida. <laughs> oh, Oh, Aaron. I, my issue was not wide receivers. My issue was running backs. So I made a bold you, decision. You dropped Keenan Allen, who was leading the league in, re- in receiving yards. I know Matt had a great two game, weeks but ago. That, that he's going to go way down now. He's not going to do anything like that ever again this season. Oh, Aaron, you are one silly, silly, silly we'll man. We'll see by the end of the season. You can all laugh and poke fun at Philip Rivers doesn't throw the ball to anyone else. Hunter Henry's hurt. Philip I mean, Rivers is not a good quarterback. Oh, that's a different uh, conversation. I, I think you're a little wrong, Mr. We're to get All right. We should probably. We don't have time for that, but you're discussion. wrong, Aaron. Everything you did was wrong there. Bad, bad, Aaron. I can't believe you dropped Keenan Allen. I can't believe you just called Philip Rivers Honestly, a bad quarterback. It was a bad decision. I do regret the decision. I know there's going to be one listener who is going to be pissed that Angry. you said that. Storm pissed. right in here and yell at you. Shout out to Paul Clark. Throw your He's going to be so mad that you said that. Absolutely furious. Anyways. That's all the time we have for this week. Thank you all for listening. Enjoy yeah, watching week we six of the NFL, everyone. At least this time, there aren't going to be ten games starting. At I 1 hope PM Keenan Eastern, Allen like week five. In fact, there's only six two hundred yards PM. and three touchdowns. And enjoy. Wake up for you the won't. Sunday morning game in London, Carolina, and Tampa Bay at nine thirty Eastern. I think it's rather great. sleep. They got the London game right this week. They finally. You did. can now watch football all day. Six games at one. Oh, three, that's so exciting! Actually, three around the four o'clock time. Make and yourself then, some breakfast. You know. Yeah, get a cup of coffee in you. Throw it down. Maybe go to the gym before. Why not? Live a little, well, why don't you? Go take take the old bird out for breakfast before the nine thirty game. In fact, take her out for the 9:30 game. Take her out, show her around. Wow, can know. you can you just sign us off like this? Yeah, it's very it, soothing. I don't know if I want just, Dallas to sign us off. Just, with that. just sign us off. Dallas. All right, we're done here. Enjoy week six of the NFL, baby, on the NFL on CSM podcast. Is that the name? I thought it was the NFL podcast at CSM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The NFL <laughs> podcast on CSM. I'm Dallas. I'm Jack. And I'm Jack. and I'm Aaron. Aaron. All right. Thanks, Aaron. This will be your last show. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. Okay, okay, just kidding. All right. Goodbye. See you later. Mediocre. <laughs>